BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Hi guys, how are you? It's Tuesday and thank you for tuning in. Okay, I don't know why. You know when you have a podcast and you all of a sudden think you're either like a sex phone operator or a like radio host, you just want to be like, and you're listening to, but you're not, you're just a dumb bitch with a microphone. So before this episode, which I'm having on Jared Freed, who cracks me up every time and I have him on so I can pee my pants and have to change them because I just love having funny people on. It's like, come on, make me laugh. Thank you. Before we get to that, obviously your girl, Commanda, went to see her sis, Kim Kardashian, uh, hosting Saturday Night Live. And I got to tell you guys about it because OM fucking GE. So, oh my God, I don't even know where to start. It's like, I was just hashtag blessed and hashtag honored to be there. Like, even though I knew it was going to go to like 1, 2 a.m., I will, you know, and Noah freaking wakes up at like 5, 6 a.m. I was like, you know, team no sleep. Like if Kim can do it, days of rehearsals, she was literally like rehearsing like crazy. I don't know how the Saturday Night Live cast does it every single week. It's so nuts. Like they, it's like the whole day, the, their whole weekend is gone. These are the things I think about, by the way. Anyway, super excited that she was going to be there. And then your girl got to go. So I was just, woohoo. Obviously, it caused a lot of drama in the fans because I could only have a one plus one. And everyone was like freaking fighting for it. 
And I ended up taking Ariel after like literally my family is all now like everyone hates each other. Everyone fought about it. Literally, even Liam wanted to come. No, literally, you guys, it was crazy. But Ariel was literally shaking, crying and the most excited, almost like me, almost more than me. I was, you know, just I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know who I'd get to meet. I didn't know, you know, part of me was just like, I, I like, I want to meet everyone, but I'm also like, wait, I just want to like watch the show and enjoy it and not be nervous about, you know, if Chris Jenner is going to be sitting next to me, like I'm not going to have a heart attack. So anyway, it's fucking nuts. Like I was just, I actually got a tour of uh, NBC studios when I had my Bravo uh, day. If you guys remember following me back then, we got a tour of everything, but just being there and seeing the stage, even for me, like I was a theater nerd, believe it or not. And like just seeing the stage, seeing how many people, you know, are working on it, seeing the sets that are, you know, made up. Cause you always don't understand. You're like, wait, how are all the skits filmed? You know, it's live. How does the stage like change um, and everything? And I just saw it all and how it works and all the lights and all the people working there. And Lauren fucking Michaels walking around in a fucking suit. He's a micromanager if ever I saw one, TBH. The only celeb that I saw online with me when we were waiting to get into the lounge uh, before going up was Carly Kloss, which is so wild how you, you, well, I don't know if this is just me, but I have always been good at this. Like I tell you guys, like, you know, my passion for, you know, reporting on celebrities and entertainment goes so fucking back. Like when I was in high school, I used to recognize celebrities on the street by like their finger. Like I could be like, that's so-and-so. And so I literally just saw a tall blonde from behind and I was like, oh my God, Carly Claus is here. So she was there. She's fucking gorgeous, by the way. She's literally like six, 17, like so fucking tall. She was with Kushner, her husband. And anyway, she was in the same line as me. And I was like, okay, like, I didn't know what that meant. Where am I sitting? How am I sitting? Like, I didn't even know like where I knew Chris and Chloe were here. I knew Tracy and Steph Shep were here. And I was just like, I don't know where I'm sitting. I don't know what's happening. Carly Kloss was kind of because she's so tall and you could see her. I was kind of like marking it by that. Like, okay, if she's in my line, then we're going to the same place. Then where is she sitting? So, okay. Anyway, we get inside the, the, the stage, the SNL stage uh, set and everything. And the audience, like the whole audience is basically like on the balcony. So everyone's kind of in the same spot. But then Arielle tells me, she's like, look down, like on the floor, there are some seats, you know, like um, when you go to a basketball game and there are floor seats. So it kind of looked like that. There were like, I don't know, 16 stools. And I was like, okay, the fam is going to be there. Point period. Like that's what's going to happen. They're going to be down there. We're up here, whatever. But then Arielle, the genius, sees Carly Claus kind of like, let's say a section over from us. If we were on the, on the kind of like the left and we see Carly Claus in like the middle and we see that between her and the next person over, there are five seats that are not being seated in and the whole, all the other seats are full. So we're like, oh my God, that makes sense. Her people will be front and center, like center, um, have the best view of her. Lo and behold, a few moments later, Mid conversation with Ariel, I look up, I see Food God and Scott Disick walk in like and it's a small it's a small space like there aren't a lot of people. So like all of a sudden, like Scott Disick in my face, like seeing his kind of sad eyes, like his North Face puffer, his camo 
uh, pants and Food God, which by the way, Food God looks less, way less exaggerated in person. Anyway, so see that I'm like, oh my God, now mind you, NBC is was freaking psycho with like the masks and everything. They like literally yelled like on the microphone, if we see your mask like below your nose or, you know, not properly, like we'll kick you out. Like that's literally what they said. And for those asking, like, no, we weren't allowed photos, obviously, or videos inside. So that was another like strict rule. So yeah, very strict, but literally we're all in masks, like not breathing and in walks Food God and Scott Disick maskless. Like I didn't see a mask like on their arm even. I'm like, wait, what? Like wild. Yeah. So NBC was very, very um, stickler on that. Like we had to show not only the proof of vaccination, but like the the vax card, um, which I haven't had to do yet. I've had to show it on like an app. Anyway. Oh my God. I'm giving you guys all the nitty gritty details because I got so many questions. And um, so anyway, so Soft Food God and Scott Disick walk in to where we thought next to Carly Kloss in that middle, um, like the middle section and the 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 middle like seats to be right straight uh, in front of Kim. Then in walks uh, Steph Shep and Tracy and then Kanye. Con fucking eight, which was hard to like pinpoint that it's him because like you don't see his face. He was like covered. He had like a hat and like some sort of like a full face covering. Um, but then you're like, no, that's obviously Kanye. Um, then Corey, such a vibe. Um, but that's it. So Chris and Chloe weren't in the audience. So then we were like, okay, Chris and Chloe are either on the floor, um, backstage. But to me, I kept thinking like, why would they be in the green room? Like they came all the way here to watch her live, but then they ended up being in the show. So that made sense to why they weren't in the audience. Anyway, it was so exciting, but everything takes so long. I mean, they told us to get there at 945 and then you go to the lounge and then the show starts at 1130 and you're with a mask the whole time, like not breathing. So that's like the difference between me and my sister Arielle. Like I was complaining, like as much as this was a huge opportunity, I was so like, oh my God, happy to be there. But I was like, oh my God, are we still standing? And oh my God, they're so annoying here at NBC. And like, oh my God, why aren't they letting us in already? And like, oh my God, when is it starting? Meanwhile, Arielle's like dancing to the like faded background music and she's like, just happy to be here. So she's so cute. She definitely deserved to go. Husband also wanted to go, but you know, I feel like he, he would appreciate it a little bit less, like a lot less. And then my older sister, I was like, okay, you have three kids and you're like legit, you, you can't go. And she's also less into this um, kind of stuff too. Okay, you guys, you know me. You know I don't cook. You know husband's a cook. And when I do cook, it's from Meal Kiss that I'm obsessed with. And Green Chef is one of my absolute faves because it has meal plans for every healthy lifestyle. And we know that I'm a healthy matcha, organic, dairy-free, good gluten-free queen. No, but honestly, they have options for keto, paleo, plant power diets. Or even if you just want to have delicious balanced dishes, which is actually the option I went with is the balanced one because I'm a balanced bee. Okay. No, but honestly, Green Chef just has amazing nutritious meals that they get delivered to your door. You can choose the amount of times a week. You could choose a serving size and you get the ingredients down to the last freaking thing aside from like salt and instructions on how to make it. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit. So you're enjoying hand-picked organic veggies and premium proteins without having to worry about where they came from, going to buy it. Like, no, this is the way to go. Like Green Chef's ingredients are pre-portioned, 
you'll be reducing food waste by like 25%. So literally you're doing good for yourself, good for the planet, good for everyone, good for your freaking partner that you're not trying to cook yourself. Green Chef is America's number one meal kit for eating well, you guys. So go to greenchef.com slash not skinny one, two, five, and use code not skinny one, two, five to get $125 off, including free shipping. Isn't that wild? That's a huge like discount over here. So go to greenchef.com slash not skinny one, two, five, and use code not skinny one, two, five to get $125 off, including free shipping green chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Anyway, the show started so exciting. Kim, you know, sticking to those pink outfits as we fucking know. And her opening monologue, as you guys know, literally dissed everybody, her whole family, just everyone herself, her sex tape, her sisters getting plastic surgery to look like her, every single thing. She killed it. It was really, really good. I actually heard that Dave Chappelle helped write it. And um, as most of you heard or saw, like on page six and stuff, they were saying that Kanye was very involved in the process. But so many people are asking me, are they back together? And I'm like, she literally spoke about her divorce. That was actually one of the jokes that maybe fell a little flat was that she said, you know, that she doesn't need a guy for money. So obviously she divorced Kanye because of his personality and not because of anything else. Um, That felt a little flat. People kept asking me if I know his reactions. No, I also saw a lot of, um, you know, coverage in the media saying that she was like blowing kisses at him and making eyes at him. I didn't see that. I know that she did wave at her, you know, people that were sitting in the middle, but I don't know if anybody could have saw specifically. I didn't see any kisses blowing or direct, you know, eye contact with ye. Excuse me. Ye. Anyway, and uh, listen, for me, it was just like the perfect night to be at SNL because not only was it Kim Kardashian, but every skit kind of had to do with, you know, the world that we love. So everything was so fucking funny to me. Like she had her skit about skims and they had, I mean, the people's court the fucking people's court where she played Judge Courtney and they had Kravis there and MGKMF there, which was Pete Davidson and um, Chloe Feynman, like legit tonguing and Chris Jenner and Chloe made a cameo there and they had um, the Bachelorette skid where she played the Bachelorette, which she looked amazing. And by the way, everyone was shocked. Like, wait, Kim as a basic bitch looks really good. And there we had cameos from Amy Schumer, Tyler Cameron, John Cena, Jesse Williams, Chris Rock, Blake Griffin, which is wild because he dated Kendall, but hot and all of them were just like so fucking hot. Jesse Williams, especially, of course, I got like a little cringy when I, when it was like Tyler fucking say, um, I don't know why I have something against him. I just, maybe I'm like a little like why he's so, he's the luckiest person on earth. So like, I don't know, maybe it's that for me. Also then he posted about, he was like stoked to join Kim on her SNL. Like it's Kim Kardashian for you, babe. It's not Kim. Also, I was, you know, kind of, Uh, upset I couldn't you guys couldn't see the fact that like his suit doesn't fit him and that really pisses me off like I feel like if he wore just a suit that fits him and not like why does he always wear the like above the ankle cut and those loafers sockless and his blazer looked like it's busting at the rim I don't know I just wish it was a little bit more fitted and then I see him like chatting up Amy Schumer and like when Kim did the closing like chatting up Chloe and I'm just like 
I just feel like him and Matt, Matt James, like literally played the Bachelor world the best because like, yeah, Bachelor Nation people can have success and have Instagram success and influencer success. But the connections that they've made and uh, the things they get to do are definitely way different and way more A-list than other people. I mean, being on SNL is just a total fucking vibe. You know what I mean? You know, other things that I've noticed was all of a sudden, while some some skit is going on, I see on the side stage, Pete Davidson just standing there with such loungewear and socks and slides and drinking a beer. And I mean, anyone who was, you know, not on the other side of the audience could see him. And I was like, he knows we can see him. Like, why is he standing there and not like backstage? Like he likes this maybe. And then I'm such a freak that like he touched his tummy and I was like, oh my God, he has stomach issues. Like that's why he's touching his tummy. (laughs) Anyway, and then I got it. I was like, okay, he's hot. Okay, I get it. Oh my God, I get it. I flip and I flop like a fucking steak, you guys. And I got it. I got the BGE. I got the energy. They were doing like a thing about Facebook. So he played like Tom uh, and then he got to do like live from Saturday night. By the way, I heard that he wasn't at rehearsal all week and that uh, that's wild. And he also got to kiss Kim. They had like a Aladdin and Jasmine scene on the carpet, which was hilarious. And he got to kiss Kim. He also got to tongue Chloe. So like everyone wants to make out with Pete and Pete couldn't show up for the rehearsals. Like where was he? What was happening? Would die to fucking No, You know what I mean? Obviously, the the people's court was my favorite part. Literally, Travis and Courtney. And Kim, Kim did such a good job, you guys. Like, do I think SNL makes it? I feel like they tailor it so much for the guest host that's on. But she did so good. She was such a good sport. And it all just worked. Like, it all worked. They also did like a Freaky Friday, kind of like switch places with A.D. Bryant, who like A.D. Bryant, she's a fucking star. That was really funny. Also, all of her clothes were like, Kim clothes like they were somehow tailored to Kim like I wonder how that happens it's also wild uh, to see her in person she's so tiny she's so freezing and it was just oh my god it was just such an honor like also loved her final outfit it was still pink she's in pink now she was in black before now she's in pink but she looked so good also Corey was such a vibe that when she made like a gold digger joke she made a gold digger joke about Corey, Chris Jenner's boyfriend and like he literally stood up and was like hey like which I love it I just love people that can make fun of themselves and just die for it I love it Keenan fucking kills me as OJ like first of all Keenan's humor the fact that he just like smiles has the same smile on his face and he came on as OJ in the corner. He's like, why nobody invite me anywhere anymore? Like died, died. A lot of you told me you heard me cackling in the audience. That's so funny because I definitely cackled and maybe was even shushed by the person next to me, which like NBD, fine. Like, okay, I'll deal with it, babe. Um, Amy Schumer's cameo was funny, especially because her and the Kardashians kind of have like tension between them because have had because she's made fun of them so much. She did that thing on the red carpet. You guys remember that she like literally threw herself on the ground. They were all like weirded out, but she was cute and she had a moment with Kim. And that was one of the moments that Kim couldn't help herself but laugh. You know what I mean? Because uh, and I love those moments, those moments like it's kind of like weekend update. I feel like all of Weekend Update is that is like, oh, my God, he's so hot. Colin Jost. And they're both just like so funny. And I feel like when Seth Meyers did it, everyone who did it, it's like your job is basically to like tell the news and like 
I feel like Lauren Michaels just tells them like, and just like laugh all the time. Like think you're so funny and it's so funny. So, but I love to see when you're not supposed to laugh and they laugh. So like Kim not being able to hold it when Amy was like, I accept this token with both of my holes. Oh my God. I forgot to say that um, Chase Crawford was there as one of the, one of the guys on like the bachelorette. So cute. He also made fun of himself, which is cute. Then he posted on Instagram a photo with Kim. They looked super cute. Um, and he wrote pink. Isn't just a color. It's a lifestyle is what I think I heard Kim say once, even though she didn't say that. So not really sure. Um, Halsey performed. We heard two songs from her. One of them was like, I'm not a woman. I'm a God. She's such an intense performer. I love her. Oh my God. Then there's a reel going around. You guys at Tyler Cameron. You can see the junk in his trunk at the closing remarks when he's standing there. Well, maybe we can all see it, babe, because your freaking suit is too tight is what I'm fucking telling you. Also, one of my favorite moments, because I like as I'm telling you guys, like I love watching everything, you know, the stage, the people working there, everything like that. And every time Kim finished a scene, like she was ushered off the stage, like rushed, like she would put her hands on one of the producers like backs and they would like run and she would run after them like and she would hold onto their shoulders um, as support. And every time we were like, oh, my God, they have to do such quick outfit changes. Chris Jenner uh, during the People's Court uh, skit was so funny. She also kind of found it hard to get through it. And she she also couldn't stop from laughing, especially when she said like when when Kim as Courtney was like, why are you suing Kendall? Kendall was played by Halsey. She was like, because Kendall doesn't cause enough drama. And it was so funny. I feel like I cackled at that. And then um, another funny thing. And then she was and then Kendall was like, OK, but like I'm a Jenner, not a Kardashian. And, and Chris was like, well, that's something we have to work on, honey. That was hilarious. Which, by the way, speaking of their sisters, um, you know, Chloe was there. Courtney was not there. She was celebrating Landon Barker's 18th birthday with uh, Trav. And uh, she didn't watch it that night. She didn't post about it. Kylie and Kendall both posted the same like screen capture and wrote yes with a few exclamation uh, marks, which is I feel like I don't know. And then you have Chloe writing like my sister, you know, every single day, every single word. Oh, uh, Chris wrote the cutest thing and Chloe wrote, like commented every single word you said is completely spot on. I'm beaming with pride. What a show. What a phenomenal show. We were blessed and fortunate enough to make a cameo. Definitely something I will never forget for the rest of my life. Kimberly, I'm incredibly proud of you, mom. I love you. You're queen. Like, no, like Chloe's the cutest person ever. And then a day later we have court watching. No, first of all, that day, uh, Simon tagged court in like her part the people's court where Kim plays her and uh, Courtney shared that um, like shared herself. And also a lot of people were wondering like what Scott was there. What did he think about that part where Kim was playing Courtney and like making out with Travis being like, baby, baby, baby. Oh my God. Like play all the little things on my ass. Like I wonder if Scott was laughing or was Scott cringing. Anyway, it was, listen, it really felt to me like I know I joke about Commanda, but like I am Commanda and like I just felt proud of her because I really do feel like she's such a good person, Kim. She's such a nice person. She's such a sweet person and she fucking deserves it. You know what I mean? And she killed it. Like she honestly killed it. And it was such a good show. I'm sure it got amazing ratings and 
No one can fucking say it's not enjoyable. Like I came home, watched all the clips again, made Hus watch it. Ariel like showed my mom and showed her boyfriend. Like it was just so good. And I'm honestly hashtag blessed to have been there and be part of it. And the family is just, I don't know. I just love them. Always have, always will. And, um, and I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And now for my interview with Jared Freed. Enjoy. Okay, you guys, you know, I've been obsessed with pros, um, hair care for quite a while. Customized hair care. I've learned, you know, that I should not be buying, you know, shampoo and conditioner at the drugstore. Like I should be getting customized hair care and pros. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Told you guys about it a bunch. And now they're coming out with custom hair supplements that are personally tailored to address your specific cause of shedding. After I had Noah postpartum hair shedding is real. It was so freaky how much hair was coming out by the freaking clump. And it's just crazy what hormones do to your body and just how much hair was coming out. And now it's growing back in like baby hairs. So I'm so excited to tell you guys that pros is coming out with customized supplements guaranteed to help you grow thicker, longer, softer hair in record time. I love that they're made with clean, safe, and natural ingredients. And pros hair supplements are just two capsules that you take daily and they're free from drugs, synthetic fillers, and DHT hormones. And they're gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free, vegan, and cruelty-free. And they work. Multiple studies show that over 90% of women taking pros hair supplements saw less shedding, more growth, and improved overall appearance in just 90 days. So take your hair supplements, guys, and take them from pros, a company that knows how to do hair. Okay. So try your own custom hair supplements and you'll get 15% off with my link over here. So it's pros.com slash not skinny. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E.com slash not skinny for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off custom hair supplements, pros.com slash not skinny to get 15% off. Okay, you guys, Jared Freed, you know, Jared and I, we use and abuse each other and it's just a mutual you know, we take advantage and that's what we do. Like, I love having him on. People love when he's on and I'll just do it over and fucking over again. I don't care. How about we're fast friends that enjoy talking in a taped setting? We could. We, there's no using going on here. I, I. It's a pleasure. Oh, my God. You're so cute. I love you. I'll never forget the day pre-corona, pre-Delta. You just up and came into my apartment like, hey, it was like a Sunday. <laughs> you like had a coffee. It was like very Seinfeld. I don't know. You were like kind of grumpy. I was like, make me laugh. You said you're a comedian. You weren't funny until we started, <laughs> until we pressed record. You were like not having a day. Yeah. And then I peed my fucking pants. Well, then I think any New York visitor in an apartment, like it is weird to have anyone in your apartment in New York that's not like someone who eats your food. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's not, that doesn't live there. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, it, I can't believe it is very that. Seinfeldian. Right. It's so yeah. Seinfeldy. And, and ever since it was just so fun. And I love, you're like the only guy that watches The Bachelor. I feel like we're kind of like the only non-Bachelor people that like recap The Bachelor. You know what I mean? Sure. No, I, I do know what you mean. There's, there's a few out there. Right. Like, um, I, Juliet Lippman, she has a great podcast for that, does a recap. And 
you know, my co-host for Bachelor's. Okay, can you just uh, go with K. my flow and say that we're the. Okay. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yes, and I, I, it's like I no, never took an improv class. You're right. <laughs> you're a mom. You're a mom, by the way. I can't even believe it. This is what comedians do like, that I love. You're too young to be a mom. This is what comedians do that I love. It's like they take the one thing, like one thing you said, and they'll remember it and like hound it to the death. And they know that it'll make you laugh every time. So if you guys didn't already, I was on Jared's podcast the last time I was on lo- the luxury lounge where we got to complain yes. about luxuries and hear other people's. And I managed to shove in, I don't know where, how much I need, you know, the compliment that people are shocked I'm a mom. And that's all I want in my life. And Jared gets it. Well, I love I love anything that is a compliment like the second degree. <laughs> like just the the your insecurities, like I'm the same way, where like you hear something that wasn't said. It's the unsaid mm-hmm. compliment that you enjoy because you're a mom is a is a reaction that is sneezing. That means they didn't just give you a compliment. It wasn't like they were like, Hey, it wasn't, you know, the hello women do where it's like, hi, you look great. Oh my God. Where'd you get that? They have to do like 20 minutes of like, where'd you get the, your pants from? But this is a, this is a more natural when someone looks at you and goes, wait, you're a mom. Wait, what would yours be? Is such a cup. Wait, you're Jewish. You might be canceled, but that was good. And it was worth it. I'm Jewish. I'm the one (laughs) saying it. I do. You know, it is nice. You. So anyways, you guys, if you want to compliment me, tell me that you're really shocked to my mom. Even when Noah's like in your face, be like, no, it it, like you're a babysitter. Yeah, you're the babysitter. You're the babysitter is a hilarious. (laughs) Like you've really gone to another degree. If you're trying to be a cool mom, you're obviously not cool. And if you're writing in your profile that you're a public person you're not a public person do you know what i mean very Pre- true. public you're figure very right. like if you're a public figure on instagram yeah. you're not a public figure you know what i mean you don't have to say it if you yeah if you if you have to ask you can't afford it yeah it's, it's so, one of those so i know i'm cool so by henceforth therefore you know notwithstanding i am a cool mom have you met not cool moms oh my god like have almost you... all the moms are not cool what do you mean Give me an exit. Like, what do they do? Because, like, I'm so far away from being a mom right now. Um, <laughs> I hope to one day. Um, but I. What do they? I, I. They dress like moms. They, you know, lose their personality and they can only talk about mom things and baby things. Mm. And I am still the same dumb bitch I was. And this is literally the advice I give is like. People are so scared to have a baby because they think they can't be who they are. And I'm like, no, you can mm. still be a dumb ass bitch and just be a mom. You know, that's a lot. I, I would assume that's a lot of men's fears is you get married. And because I do have a lot like I inter- all my friends are married. All my friends from college kids, they're on number two and three. So I, you know, I'm there. I'm like, I'm like Bear grills. I'm like there to like ask questions like I'm a reporter <laughs> like I, I just want to like know what it's like and I like I'm sitting there like what so like so I I'm like very I have a lot of questions for my friends and I'm like and all of them are just like you know they're like marriage is nothing kids 
And then they like like they get quiet, you know, like a little bit like. Do you know how much material you're gonna get for your stand up when you have a kid? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I listen. I was. I was recently. Um, I'm recently single, but yeah, when I was everyone in a slide on in, Jared. Yeah, Freed no, on that's Instagram. not what I'm asking. <laughs> that's not what I'm asking for at all. But when I was in a relationship, it was just all this like just the dynamic of living with someone was just so different than I was used to, and I'm such an animal that I I'm the problem at every turn. So like, I'm going to be the, like, I know it's me. That's the issue yeah. with all of these. So the, the jokes are on me. But I think that, you know, my husband just said to me the other day, cause we used to watch this guy do stand up and we didn't think it was funny. Cause he also used to always used to make jokes about being a dad, how he'd, you know, mm. love to come home after like bath time. It's like a whole different thing than coming home before bath time. And, um, mm. parents know what that means. And how he started smoking just to get like away from the kid, like all these things that we didn't get. And now my husband's like, I totally get it now. I'm like, OK, relax. So um, <laughs> that's us, like the comedians on stage being like, oh, I hate my family. He's like, isn't this us? And you're like, what? <laughs> I know they love that shit. Like all the guys like love making jokes about like my wife's the worst and like my kids are. And it's like, shut up. Like you fucking love yeah. it. I've never been I, I hope to not be that. That's like my goal is to not be that. right. You you want to like be like, no, I'm obsessed with this crew. I'm going to make I love them so much. I'm going to make fun of them to the end of time where yeah. I am the loser. I, I like Ray Romano. If you watch his Netflix special, like I, I like his Netflix special to me, like I watched it and I was like, oh, I this is kind of what I, I want this type of future where okay. you're telling stories in this way. Like if it's on Netflix, you can watch it. And, you, and it's very to me, it's very wholesome because at the end, he's like getting pizza with his family. It's like, Aww. man, that looks so nice. Like to do a special and like celebrate it with your family. Like that's a nice thing. And then I'm like and then I get to the point I get to the end of it. And I'm like, do I have to be a billionaire to have that life? Like, like, am I obsessing over a light like Ray Romano? His is made hundreds of millions of dollars off of Everybody Loves Raymond. It's like, is the only way to have that to have a sitcom? No. You know, go, you know. The answer above, is so no. That's, the answer is well, no. Well, hopefully, you know, the, the, hopefully this talking about The Bachelor thing really takes off. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you guys, I love talking to Jared about all things, but um, The Bachelor, we both love it. Like I said, we're the only mm. podcast in the universe that the only ones. <laughs> The only ones where the only ones with the only ones moms where who don't look like moms <laughs> Jews who talk about the bachelors and Jews that don't look like Jews that talk about the bachelor. Oh the only one. I see the hate comments now. I see the negative reviews now. She Why thinks, would they be negative? I just see. I just see the negative reviews. She thinks she's the only person alive. Whatever. Yeah, you are. We're all the star of our own movie. Everyone's a narcissist. Get over True. it. That's why uh, we're listening. That's why that was. That's what makes you start a podcast. So. Trump. If anyone, that's the premise of a podcast. Yeah. I love the sound of my own voice. So that's, I, listen, I, I, I appreciate any review because hopefully that gets me I into the good graces of father algorithm. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate it all. The, the, everyone. Um, okay. The bachelor. Okay. First of all, can we just say and make it known to sure. everyone listening? The bachelor in paradise is the best of the whole franchise. Like it's just the most fun. It's, but the thing is, you got to watch Bachelor and to know who the people are. And you got to watch The Bachelorette to know who the people are. But then this is where the fun happens. 
it's like the Marvel universe. Like <laughs> you have to watch the bad Marvel movies to get to the Avengers. Like you can't just walk in on the Avengers and be yeah. like, who's that? And someone's like, it's Tony Stark. It's Iron Man. Get the fuck out of here. Like, like but it's so main true. Character. It's so true it's because true. I was just thinking like, A, I'm sure you feel the same way, especially with, you know, a million seasons and everything happening. You're like, oh, am I going to watch? And you're like, duh, I'm going to watch because like, I'm. this is what I kind of do. And also like I have to because I want to keep up and, you know, Bachelor Nation just keeps on expanding. People keep on, you know, meeting each other, yeah. and dating each other. And to know everybody is to know a lot of people. And it's like a year round thing because there are always things are happening. Either couples are breaking up, getting back together, dating each other. And then there's Bachelor, Bachelorette, then there's Bachelor in Paradise. And it's just like a, a giant thing. I totally agree. The more you know the universe, the more fun it becomes mm -hmm. and the more you know, like the more you can make fun of it. Like, I, I think the thing is, like, I love making jokes about The Bachelor because in The Bachelor, The Bachelor and Bachelorette take itself super seriously. So it's easy to make fun of mm -hmm. Bachelor in Paradise. This is actually the first time I've ever watched the full on Bachelor in Paradise. I've like done the full season. And I would say it is the most realistic to the dating and relationship world that we actually live in. Uh, the idea that you meet someone, connect with someone, then all of a sudden someone new comes down the stairs and you connect with them, too. And you're like, how do I make a decision between the two? That's more directly related to Tinder and Hinge and Bumble. Mm -hmm. You're dating someone you met and then all of a sudden you swipe and you go, who's this new person that appeared? Now I have to make a decision between the two. And it, it's happening in this little ecosystem of the beach that looks like a a a a hotel I would never stay at in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it looks like the worst hostel that at 22, like you'd be in college, you'd be like, it's on a beach and there's a beach bar. And you'd be like, oh, my God, it's so amazing. And then at 36, I look at this and I'm like, nothing looks like hell on earth more than that beach hotel. Thank you. Like bunk beds, no air conditioning. They can't even go in the ocean, by the way, I've heard. So your only the solace. The crabs infest the beach. The crabs. So and, and, the only place you're safe is the pool. That's it. Dear women everywhere, let's start a fashion revolution. Old Navy is changing the shopping game with body quality. Body quality means size equality, price equality, and style for women everywhere. That's right. Old Navy is making every one of its styles in every size and with no difference in price because we deserve it. And our sisters, moms and friends, too. Have you ever seen something you loved and thought it was straight up rude that it wasn't made in your size? Old Navy heard you. Every one of their styles is now made in the full size range. Ugh, have you ever wished you could just go shop with your friends and not have to like you're like, oh, my size isn't here. Old Navy heard you. They made every size from double zero to 28 available in every store with no special sections. Love to freaking see it. Body quality means that now in every store, you're going to see mannequins in multiple sizes. Online, you're going to see the styles you love on models in sizes 4, 12, and 18. That's body quality, you guys. A revolutionized shopping experience for women everywhere. It means a consistent and comfortable fit for every size. You guys, double zero through 30, extra small through 4X. Finally, this is like where the world should be going. This is 
it's it's just I love it. I'm so happy to be part of this campaign. You guys should check out Old Navy. They have amazing fits, loungewear. I'm obsessed with it. And just you're going to enjoy your shopping experience, which, you know, it wasn't always true for everybody. So go to oldnavy.com slash body quality for additional details, styles subject to availability. Okay, guys, the first thing you should do when you like have a thought of like a name, right? So like I thought I'm not skinny, but not fat. I was like, I need to make sure that domain is available. So I went to Squarespace and I bought the domain. Um, it was like $12 a year. So worth it. So literally don't don't be a cheapo and don't let your domain name, you know, get stolen by somebody else and just make sure any idea that you have, just get it. You know, it's like it's shekels, okay? But other than that, you could do anything on Squarespace. It's legit all-in-one domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, analytics, like Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. You can sell products. You could sell gift cards. You could sell digital products. You could sell subscription products. You can literally do anything. But if you just want to start with a domain, start with a domain. You need marketing tools. Squarespace has a suite of marketing tools. Okay. You need analytics. They got that. And literally just the ease of use is what I love. Whether you just want a blog to publish content or to sell your products or services, literally Squarespace is the place to do it. So don't let your amazing creative ideas go to waste and head over to squarespace.com slash not skinny for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your own website, use the offer code not skinny to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So that's squarespace.com slash not skinny for a free trial. And when you're ready to go, use the offer code not skinny to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It's absolutely wild to me that Kenny like Kenny is 40 years old and he is willingly staying at this place. Uh, Grocer Joe, 36. I'm 36. I There's something innately wrong with these people yeah. to go there. Like, like the idea that you're 36 on this, on this on, and opting in. Actually, I'll take you. You can go once. Grocer Joe to go back. <laughs> there's something wrong with him. First of all, I think it's really important to note that Grocery store Joe no longer owns a grocery store. He's just like a podcaster influencer. He doesn't have a grocery store anymore. I'm not. Well, I'm not. People that know me know I am not a fan of Grocer Joe. No one has gotten luckier in the history okay. of this. Also important than to note. Joe. Also important to note. He was a night one. Yeah. On. It's insane. It's insane. Wait, did he get? It, he got. Off on what night one did he get Dancing with the Stars and then VIP or was it VIP and then Dancing with the Stars? Wait, he was on Dancing with the Stars. You didn't know this, so you hate him oh, based this is on crazy. what? <laughs> I, I I hate him based on the idea that he was there one night and he rode the wave of these women imagining him as a Hallmark movie character, and now he gets to be this nice guy. We he has no personality. He's never said a funny thing. He's just been, ah, shucks, and the grocery store and the produce, and that's it. And it's like, and this guy is cashed in. So when he got judgy of other characters coming on for the wrong reasons, it's like, dude, your lotto ticket hit, dude. 
Like you got a following when you do this because you're first. So would you say Tyler Cameron won the first lottery ticket? He's the second lottery ticket winner. Well, this is the thing. Tyler Cameron did have a lottery ticket, but he at least did the whole season. And I like Tyler Cameron. Like I I do. He admits to being lucky. Mm. Tyler Cameron. I mean, his whole book is like he wrote a book and he came on to pimp it out a little bit. And he was like, Dude, like the whole reason I wrote this is like I got kind of lucky. Like I explained to him how I saw him and he was like, yeah, you're right. He's like, I got turned down. I look like a million bucks. Um, And I did the like the lowest common like he was like it was the lowest bar to step over to look like a good guy. And I did that. Yeah. And if you remember, Tyler Cameron was told like no to the fantasy suite, got turned down. He was ready to commit. And then he becomes this single guy who everyone's like, look at what a gentleman he is. Oh, my God. It's like, what was he supposed to say? Like, no, I'm fucking you tonight. Like, what was he going to do? Like, be a monster on TV. And he he agrees to that. So I, I'm, I'm happy with him agreeing to that. I've never had Grocer Joe <laughs> kind of agree. You're right. Grocer Joe. I mean, you're, the way you're putting it makes me feel like a loser. Like all of America like we're fucking basic bitches and like we our bars are very low. And that is why I I see all of America rooting for Joe and I get it. But that's why I was rooting for Kenny. I was rooting for Kenny. Interesting. I was turned yeah, I, on by Kenny, Kenny. I was turned that's on. Interesting. Like I'm, I might like have a problem. I, I've said Kenny's name way too many times today. His he's very sexy. He's like, are you what? Can I ask you a question? Are you a Gemini? You into, I, no, I'm just kidding. Are you, What if that was what I was going to ask? Wait a minute. Are you a cusping Gemini? Because I I have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you were you a club woman as a young woman in New York? Did you go to a lot of clubs? No, but I was bottle service. I was clubbing in Israel and husband was a party promoter. So if that's what you're trying so to this do. All tracks. OK, you know what? No, well, Kenny's your type. Kenny is a type. No, you don't think he's bottle service. Israeli. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you don't think this guy. No, Kenny does look like someone you'd meet in Tel Aviv. Well, <laughs> oh, my God, he does. He has like Italian vibes, too. No, but this is yeah. what I was going to say. Actually, the boy band manager might be a turn off for me. I haven't decided yet. Like, his job isn't a turn on, you know, I just I mean, if it's a turn on, you, there's issues going on. I mean, <laughs> Kenny but, is a walking turn off. No, to me. I mean, like, what? he was so sexy on the show. Like the, he even, was he he. OK, Jared, he managed to fuck Demi, not Lovato. A day later, that, date Tia a day later, go back to Mari. And we were like, we were swooning. We were so I forgot swimming. about Tia. That's hilarious. He I, managed he all, to, and, to not be a bad guy. At least give him that. He managed to not look fair. like a bad guy. No, de- uh, I, I've said this. I agree with you. Kenny is a professional coxman. Kenny is a guy who has been fucking for <laughs> 20 years casually. Like Kenny is a is a man with no kids. 40, never been married, never told someone except his dog that he loved them. He said that. Yeah. He goes, I've only told my dog that I've loved them. So Kenny has survived and has abs. So Kenny has gone 40 years of partying and dating and going out 
with different people and having sex and continuing to have abs for 20 years. Like that is like a feat in itself. He's a professional at this. So when I saw him move from Demi to from Mari to Demi and back to Mari again, you could see it like, oh, this guy knows he never says too much. He never makes any promises. Nope. He never put himself out there. Mari's also I've never been more attracted to someone like on t on this show. Really? More than Mari is. Whoo. I mean, did you see her in the dress when she was walking down in the engagement? She's fucking hot. I mean, she's also she was like Miss Puerto Rico, I think. So like, I mean, I'm not saying anything new, but she was like, she's just sexy. Like you could like. So, but but you wait, you don't believe him that he's in love with her. I believe that Kenny. Kenny is going to have to come back to his own reality and see how love feels in that reality. Kenny met a woman on vacation. It is easy to get take carried away on vacation. I, I and with cameras and also on a beach where two other people are getting engaged. No one even I mean, it ended. I can't believe that it ended with nobody being like, yeah, we're just going to try after the show. Like, because that should why be would the they? Natural but babe, why? OK, I've talked about this today. Why would they? Why not do the engagement? You're not committing to fucking I, anything. You know what I mean? It looks listen, great. And 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 you could be engaged for seven years. Like so many of them, they don't end up getting married. So why would they I mean, do that? Amanda, that was the big reveal to me how different they saw engagement to how I see engagement. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like, like, I listen, I just lived with, my significant other, like, like engagement was on my mind. The idea of like, yeah, we'll just be engaged for six years after this. That wasn't my thought at all. <laughs> right? Like, you were like, wait, like, I could have like, done that. I, I like that's just not how it works to me. Right? You know, but you're not twenty three. But that's what I'm saying. Like to me, it seemed like they all just went, "Fuck it, we'll get engaged." And I'm like, that is not how I see engagement at all. I don't think a lot of people see it that way. Like I, I couldn't believe how frivolous they went into an engagement. But but babe, you're a professional bachelor watcher. You don't get that like they do that. I get no, I get that they do that. But that was my disappointment with them. This is my first time watching mm-hmm. Bachelor in Paradise. Like I thought there was a better way to end this show that was more entertaining. Like I think that the the way they ended it, they have an opportunity. But the Bachelor never does this. The Bachelor is a cash cow. So they never mess with the show. They just got to keep making their money. Mm-hmm. So like they're never going to like. This show is a copy of Love Island, right? Basically, they, they basically were like, we have all the characters that you know and love. We'll place them in a Love Island scenario. And now because you know the characters, it makes it more fun. We'll have a better show. They need to make this show a hybrid of Love Island and Love is Blind. I think if they did that, if they added it, if they had said, I think that they should have a bell on the beach. And when a couple decides they want to give it a shot at home, they ring the bell. Mm. Okay. And then they get to take a camera crew with them for until the show ends. Mm. And then when the show ends, we get to do a after the rose, whatever they do the live in studio and we get to watch what happened after they left the beach. Hmm. I like, I you. think that would add an L, especially last night, because last night shouldn't have been three hours. That could that could have been an hour. Yeah, no, like, last night shouldn't have been three hours. And I just want to tell you this. OK, mm-hmm. Kenny and Mari are discussing their wedding 
by the by, they did an interview with Us Weekly. They said they want to get married in Puerto Rico. So I could see and fathom that they would actually plan a wedding. I I, I absolutely agree with you. I actually do. No, but I do think Kenny is going to try. But it was so funny to watch Kenny, the 40-year-old who's never committed to anyone and still has abs, looking at Mari being like, you sure? Like, there's a lot you're going to miss out on. Boy, this hotel's bigger than my apartment. Like, and... <laughs> Wait, weren't you looking at that hotel being like, why didn't you let them stay here the entire time? Like, I mean, I, 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 I can't believe that that is within driving. Distance yeah, I know. I like, it's wild. <laughs> it's just fucking wild. The fact they do that. So but for Serena and grocery store Joe, Serena is so fucking cute, but she's 23 years old. There is no way she has, you know, and they even tell you this when you ask a lot of these bachelor couples. Oh my God, so you're engaged. What what are your plans? So Kenny and Mari, for example, said we're planning Puerto Rico. Um, other couples will tell you, let us go on a real date first. Let's get a coffee. Uh, you know, that's their that's answer. Hilarious. And you're like, and you're like, but you got engaged. Like, we need yeah. more than that. Also, don't be abnormal, then go, whoa, don't <laughs> we're normal. Like, no, no, no. You got engaged on a TV show in front of America. Don't be like, let us have a coffee. Like, oh, who am I to assume that you would do the craziest thing ever? Like, like you did <laughs> like, get engaged. Exactly. So yeah. I understand you. And I'm somewhere in the middle of like, do I know it's for the show and they don't feel any pressure? Yes. But at the same time, like I admire, let's say, Ari and Lauren, like, they fucking ended the show. She got pregnant. They got married. They moved to Arizona. Mm. They're living the suburban double influencer life. That's fine. He just like reproposed the new ring after they already. I've heard this today. Like, I'm sorry. What? Like, you're married. Have three kids. That's cute. What? I mean, well, this is kind of the point that this is why I don't think Serena and Joe make it because. Ari and Lauren, you said double influencer life. They have to create these camera opportunities to be in the news. So he has to repropose. He's got to buy a new ring so that they can get more followers to keep up their, you know, you know, their their following and to keep up their engagement level. You know, this to me, that's an engagement level. A lot that's of people something. think like you. Yeah, because literally her yeah. caption was like just for us. And everyone was like, and then the YouTube video <laughs> and and like it is if yeah. he if she wanted a ring upgrade from Neil Lane, I totally get it. If he wanted to make sure. her feel special, totally get it. But this was, you know, there was a professional photographer. There was a collab in the diamond. He ended up tagging, you know, the diamond. Mm-hmm. There was the question in the caption, which I've warned all of my listeners and followers. Don't ever answer a question in the caption question in the caption We're trying to get I mean, you. So especially Here, if it's here's like, what I'll say, though, yeah. th- they have teamed up, though. They have a joint agreement of this is the life that and the game we're going to play. I look at Grocer Joe and Serena and I'm like, Grocer Joe couldn't even put on a nice outfit to get engaged. Like, I think he's done. Serena would. <laughs> Grocer Joe legitimately looked like he was going to like re up the produce shelves at the store, (laughs) like the way he dressed to get engaged. And then but Serena would hypothetically kind of if she got married, engaged and then married. Serena, that's 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 effectively retiring from Bachelor Nation. 
Mm. Like, I don't see Serena doing that at 23. I like, know what you're saying. Serena, you're opting out of the Nashville trip. You're off opting out of the San Diego trip. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I, I, it's so like, true. I don't know. You're opting out of the festivals and taking the pictures. Like, maybe you'll be a part of that in some way, but like, that's a full time job. And in do itself. you want to like, move to Chicago? Because pretty sure him and Kendall, this is what was so interesting to me with the Kendall thing is like, A, when you talk yeah. about it, they broke up. You know, I think that was our speculation, but they uh, confirm it on the show, like because she didn't want to move away from her, you know, twin. Um, He didn't want to move from Chicago. And I kind of I understood her, but he was kind of like she wouldn't even try. But I'm like, dude, then why aren't you willing to make any sort of a compromise? Like you just want to do your Bachelor Nation podcast from your living room in Chicago. You know, you're not willing to make any sort of. But then I was like, dude, you know, Serena's from Toronto. Like, if you wanted somebody from Chicago, like. Well, I don't buy that they ended their relationship. This, I don't buy that that's the reason. Oh. People say it's distance so that they don't have to deal with the reality that they're not the match with this person. Mm. Here's when I knew that they. Here's how. When he said. Remember when they talked about their breakup and Kendall talked about like. Like, I'm not going to move for a man. Yeah, that's why they broke up. That is a personality mismatch. Mm. It's okay to be like, I'm not going to move for a man. But like then then to stay in the relationship that, you know, he wants like that's called not compromising. That's called that you have a little bit of an ego play and you're still standing by some sort of, you know, I guess like, quote unquote, feminist idealized version of what feminist feminism is. That, you know, is, and I'm not here to mansplain what feminism <laughs> is. I'm just saying I I just I'm just saying it, it it felt like two people who disagreed on a very specific way of interacting in a relationship. Not. And then to say and then when she goes and confronts him and she's like, they kept saying, like, it, we didn't end because we weren't in love. Well, you ended because you weren't in love. That's what it was. You ended mm. because you were a mismatch because it wasn't fully a a committed like a, a relate it was a committed relationship but i'm saying it wasn't fully the relationship that made you feel warm and cozy and want to move to the next level with and when he kept saying there's love here and it's like that's all shit you say <laughs> when there's get no the fuck away there. from me yeah yeah like to like move on like get out of here i need things i need something to say that isn't as mean as what i just said but why to say do, to someone's face. so okay why do you think she came on the beach she looked really sad. She didn't want to have a relationship with anybody else. She didn't even try. Then they bring her down a second before he proposes to Serena. But you had closure. You had a whole conversation about it. And then producers probably brought her down. But you know what was so cute? Like, Serena comes up. And this is probably why Joe loves Serena so much. And honestly, I would too. And probably any man. She, he goes, by the way, they just brought my ex. And she goes, oh, are you okay? Hold on. She went. Come on. And then she she got back into lie mode and she was like, are you OK? <laughs> her first reaction was her honest oh reaction. She God. goes, stop, stop it. You're making <laughs> me see things like differently. You're ruining it I'm for saying, me. No, I love but I love Serena for that. I, yeah. I, I did think she went to her her first reaction and then she was like, oh, wait a minute. Be 23 again. Uh, be agreeable. <laughs> are you OK? Yeah. And then, like, I mean, listen, I think she's the sweetest thing. And I totally see your point of view, even though he did become America's sweetheart. And you're right. Like, what did he say? What was funny? Like, what was 
Like, wh- wh- how did he win us all over? And we, and he did na- nothing. <laughs> I'm I'm put and again, it all comes back to me. I'm putting out content three times a day. I'm running on stage. I'm trying out jokes. I'm writing. This guy goes on on goes on with a, a fucking story that is unbelievable. Guy works in a grocery store for seven minutes, and I gotta I have to love him. Oh my god! Ah, shucks. Ah, ah, that's what he does. He just makes noises in, I mean, in Chicago. And, I, I, and his awkwardness and Kendall's awkwardness together. Like she didn't get mega successful because she's awkward and cute, and she's awkward and cute too. They're both awkward. And together, well, do you remember? Did. They couldn't even come in for a kiss. They were so awkward. It was like, eh, eh, she was like, so the I, other I side. never, <laughs> I never saw her on oh. Bachelor in Paradise with him. So I'm coming in late to their relationship. But I do remember her from Colton season. She was the taxidermist. She's so weird. Yeah. She, you know, getting dead animals and all that stuff. Which, and, like, she doesn't will, really, but yeah. 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 yeah that might have been her storyline at the time. But I will say, like, it just shows you, like, Joe was like, one woman was like, I ain't moving for no man. And the other woman was like, are you OK? Mm. And it's like, yeah, Joe is looking for, you know, another mom. You know, like it's like, yeah. you know, it, you know, Chicago Italian guy who runs a grocery store wants an Italian mom to marry. You know, I mean, you make a very good point and I'm really excited to see what happens with them. Okay. So you were talking about couples that you thought more people would just leave. Okay. So Becca, we're talking about Becca. Becca tries to, you know, she takes Thomas. She's like, Thomas, listen, I don't think we're, you know, getting engaged. So maybe we should just go home. And I felt at least like the subtext was like, don't worry. I'll call you. Like we're gonna, she wasn't breaking up with him. Well, I mean, the way he reacted certainly seemed like he thought that was the case. I mean, what was that, Jared? What was, was that? It, he was that so was not it, even alligator tears. That was zero tears. His eyes were dry as the Sahara Desert. It was telenovela acting where the girl was like, no, but like, I just don't think. And he was like, let me be. What was I that? don't trust a word out of Thomas's mouth. I, I, I him on The Bachelorette, him on Katie season. It was weird. Him on this, he never really, there's nothing behind the eyes there. I totally trust Aaron and James' assessment of anyone's character. <laughs> I, I am, and listen, I, I could end up being wrong, but Aaron and James, the way they were on this show, the way they left the show, which was so much fun, so funny, so great. I just trust those guys as dudes that really are here for a, a good time yeah. and just, you know, not really here to like, take this too seriously. And if it happens, it happens. Like I do trust that. And I do trust that Aaron looks at that guy and, and has properly assessed Thomas because the amount that he was putting on and the crying, you go, then what do you need from this person? What are you trying to get from this person? And it's one of two things. I want to get to the fantasy suite to have sex with you, which is kind of dirty to go the cry route or I want more time with you on camera so I can get some sort of following. And you are the biggest fo- like she, you know, Becca does come on this half having to wonder why are these guys interested in me that much? You know what I mean? Like she has something to offer. But to it them. doesn't seem like she's worried, which is like cute and humble. 
But it's like, and guys, we have to remember. But maybe she needs to be less cute about that because <laughs> she's already struck out twice with, you know, so, Ari and so, Garrett. Like she's she needs a little more cynicism, maybe. So that's what I wanted to say is they haven't seen Katie's season yet. Season. They haven't seen Katie's season yet. It hasn't aired. So I feel like that might have been a little bit different. She just sees this tall guy. You know, there sure. are those memes like, do I like you or are you six five? So that could be part of the thing. But like, yeah, she should be a little bit more hesitant. And, you know, same goes for Natasha, where um, I was like, Natasha for Bachelorette, like Natasha's cute and everything. And she definitely didn't luck out. But at the same time, I'm like, what's your picker doing? Because Brendan and you had zero chemistry. His peck mm-hmm. to you was like my grandma. <laughs> Um, and, and then, and then she gets to the final day and she's like, Ed and I really need to talk. And I'm like, Ed, you're going to give Ed like that put, cause you're judging like the guys that like, you know, want the followers. But I'm like, you know, I love Natasha and I'm just being devil's advocate. Cause I even said I would want her to be bachelorette, but like, what's wrong with Natasha that she wanted to have a conversation with Ed about where they're going from here. It, Natasha's situation was interesting to me because she got screwed royally. Like, I totally believe that. And it's easy to be lied to. Anyone could be lied to. Um, the peck was hilarious. You're so right. It, and it's like, but like, I can understand you're in this, you're this in this Petri dish. You want to find love. You want to find fun. When I saw her going for Ed, it kind of felt like, she even said it after they went on the date. She's like, Ed's fun. And let's, she said, finally. And it, it felt like she was like, finally, I can be one of the people with a guy having fun making out at every turn. It didn't feel like Ed was important to that situation. Yeah. Like it felt like Ed was a conduit to That's fun, why, flirty on the beach, yeah. good body. Like Ed's a nice guy. I like Ed. Uh, we interact on, on Instagram. He's come to my shows. He's, he is a nice guy, and I can understand how he would fit that role for her, where it's like, fun guy, good body, we'll make out, but it's not going to be much more than that. It'll get me it'll get me through this experience in a fun, flirty way. So I, I didn't take it as like, I need to be with Ed. I think it, I took it as more, I need to have someone, you know, rubbing, g- gently touching my back. Why couldn't she go home? You know what I mean? A lot. I feel sure. like some people left and um, uh, she could have been like, guys, I tried. I got fucked. Then I tried again. And you know what? I should maybe leave. And <laughs> I think that becomes a pride issue. And I think that we saw that with a lot of little. I, I and I hate to be like the the women, I, the, the, a lot of the women were, harped on this, that they were being that this is humiliating. If it didn't, if their feelings didn't get matched, and this happens in dating a lot, and like this is kind of right. going deeper, where it's like if their reveal of feelings didn't get matched with the exact reveal of feelings that they had put out there, then they were embarrassed. They're not, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. No one cares about you. You know, like no one's watching your relationship and being like, oh, so that's how it goes in that household. She must have not been a good wife. Like that's not how people are thinking, but that's how it kind of felt. Like, even with Abigail, when there was no rose. I know like, what you mean. That like we thought she was crying because he broke her heart, but she was actually crying just because it was really embarrassing that he said you're not my person. I I guess so. You know, like like because to me the Abigail Noah situation, she tr- she immediately tries to make him evil. To me, like 
He wasn't evil. There was nothing to make evil. You two, it's heartbreaking. It sucks to have someone say that. Don't get me wrong. Like, Abigail, I understand why you're crying. You know, love is lost. You you felt a certain way about someone. But then the idea that, like, Noah looks at her, says, I, I care about you. I, I'm falling for you. She says nothing. Then she says later on, it happened so fast I couldn't process it. So then she waits an additional amount of time to say that I love you too. And Noah reacts to her reaction, which is no reaction, and says I'm turned off and decides that maybe we're not a romantic match and I'm going to leave. Everyone has a right to have their feelings change. And if we remember early on in the show, Noah and Abigail go on a date and she says to him, I'm in the talking phase with guys sometimes for a year. And it's like, so maybe you don't really open up to people that you don't really like. Like, maybe this is a little bit you. But then I had all these people. I, I, I've i been making this point being like, it, it, and so then after they get done, she's like, he, why would she keep saying I'm blindsided? Why would you say that to me if you knew? I Listen, he has the right to go through feelings as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Like, he has the right to be turned off like by Noah, the reaction by the of those feelings. Listen, I'm a no, I like Noah. I like them both. Yeah. But I think... What bothered me was this. And then Mari gets involved and like tells the story, even though she wasn't fucking there. So it's like, why does he have to be evil? Why can't it be just a sad breakup? Like, I I, I didn't understand. And this happens in breakups a lot. Like everyone needs they need heads on sticks. We need to show the group chat that I'm still a like to me. And this is my opinion when you make someone evil, it's like to prove to everyone else that I'm still a valuable, worthy partner, which no one's saying you're not. Yeah, you're just not for like, me. It's, but it's still hurtful when someone says, like, you're not my person. Like, I, I would want, I would feel like that I should be everyone's person. To- I Listen, I totally understand that. And I, I, like that's I why understand I why that deal hurts. with the process of The Bachelor of, like, I think I may be falling in love with you. Or, you know, when they say to each other, like, I think I could get there with you. Oh, you yeah, think? I don't. You could maybe <laughs> see yourself liking me. Fucking love me right away. OK, but we didn't right. talk about Marissa and Riley. Hot as fucking fuck. Marissa is gorgeous. Yeah. That poor thing was melting away on that beach. Another another fucking thing. You know, reason I keep on turning down Bachelor in Paradise, you know, for going is like, I am not going to sweat. <laughs> And you're not going to fucking hand me a towel like. No, 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 no. No AC, no me. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my motto. Oh, my God. That is amazing. And I'm stealing it. Um, No AC, no me. A hundred percent. But like, okay, you're already you agreed. Okay, you took a you took up. You're like for the proposal. I'll be without AC. Mm -hmm. There are cameras editing crews like a cut Mm -hmm. board like for a reason. Give the girl a moment to dry off during like maybe what will be, you know, her one and only proposal in her life. These are the pictures. These are the pictures. These are the pictures. She is sweating. I mean, listen, I don't even know how people fall in love in that in that, you know, environment where you're sweating and you're stinking and you're disgusting. Like all the men are no access wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No access to like your regular routine, you know, like your regular, like bodily routine, like right. the things you do to get ready and Ugh. feel good about yourself. Yeah, that that would be hard. They 
they were sexy the whole season. I liked the whipped cream thing that kept coming up. Um, uh, Marissa definitely showed her confidence issues mm. throughout. Riley didn't seem to like care about those confidence <laughs> issues. He actually fucks with her right before the oh my god uh, no he fucks the fantasy with her suite part. He fucks with her fantasy suites, and even with the proposal, he fucked with her. Like, well, dude, you're not on punk. The proposal one, I could understand. He's like, I got a lot to think about. And then she's like, I need an engagement. And it's like, you didn't even see Riley's name. <laughs> like, she was just like, I need an engagement. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this works between like, I. it's very just like they were so sexual. And so I don't know, like I, I and it's all based on just like there's hot. confidence things going on. Mm. I don't know. Like I it's hard. I don't know. It's hard for me to like see her be so like she needed so many assurances throughout yeah. this whole thing first she's like he's got to say it to me so instead of saying that to her he she went off with damar that one time like it mm-hmm. was like i've been waiting to meet you and it's like that's how you're handling your confidence issues and then like he says one thing and she almost breaks the idea that like maybe we just become in a relationship I at the think- end of this like he seemed to her like the whole package in this like mm. mind blowing way. Like he has a good job. I think he's like a lawyer or something. He's like hot mm-hmm. as fuck. Like he's like everything I feel like she could have dreamed of. But as of right now, yeah, we that's should a mention point. that everyone's together. Yeah. And we shall see. What did you think about Dean and Kaylin coming on the beach as the couple to I send was... couples off to like being engaged or not. First of all, do you ship? Good. Do you ship? I don't know. I I have so many problems with Dean and Kaylin being on this episode. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> can they rehearse? Could they at least rehearse? I mean, they could barely. They look like they're high on ayahuasca. They just got out of the desert. They look like they a couple that died at the <laughs> at the. They looked like a couple that died at the resort and their ghosts came back to warn them about the relationships oh of future that could come for you. And it's like, who are the first of all, they're not even engaged. They're not engaged. They're telling every they're telling everyone we're the ones to let you know you gotta have serious conversations. You two lived in a van. You haven't lived in reality ever. So you have you the only serious conversation they have is who empties the piss bucket that they pee into in the van. So like, why don't they deal with mortgage rates before they come on here well, and babe, talk they down to these people? They bought a house in Las in Va- Vegas. In Vegas, that's what for ten ten dollars. <laughs> so I, I <laughs> them and their hundred thousand dollar mortgage, real big decisions God, to make. I'm just saying. No, it was annoying. First of all, you're right. We need to make that point more clear. You're going to bring a couple down for the engagement part. And they're, you couldn't get an engaged fucking couple. But update, IRL update. I think they literally couldn't get an engaged couple because I saw on Instagram that Adam from Adam and Raven, which you probably don't mm. know, you haven't watched all the seasons. No, Adam and Raven came on a live you up podcast in Dallas. Oh, that's I was cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said they were invited and she had just found out she was pregnant. And he thinks maybe Ashley and Jared, who got married in paradise, how got married after meeting in paradise or having their romance there, whatever, uh, couldn't make it either. So it seems to me like the non-rehearsed, I feel like this all I mean, was a last minute, 
last resort couple because why would Bachelor Nation want a couple that isn't the epitome of a success story because they won't get married? It really did ruin the moment. I mean, bring on Ari and Lauren holding their three children <laughs> with her being like, yeah, life is, you can, things do change. So you're really going to want to talk about um, what you do for birth control and, um, um, you know, living in Scottsdale and your husband doing showing seven times a day. Like, bring her on. Yeah. They were so random, Kaylin and Dean, which like I flipped flopped with them because I liked them at first and their unconventional story and the fact that she was like this Botox beauty queen that is now hiking mm. and pushing him out of hot air balloons. But my issue <laughs> is this. A, are you changing too much for your man? And do you like to hike? And do you want to have a canteen in your back pocket? And two, do you want to empty a van piss bucket <laughs> twice right? a day? And two, do you want to get married? But he doesn't like, is that, are you just saying yes to like everything he wants? And three, does Dean have an addiction to like risking his life every single day? He's jumping out of planes. He's getting into what he does now. Yeah. He jumps out of planes, gets in a motorcycle accident. She physically pushes him out of hot air balloons. Like he obviously has a need for like, and I, and I mean, we saw in his season with Rachel Lindsay, obviously has like daddy issues and things and intimacy, Mm. intimacy stuff. Not saying they don't love each other, but there just seems like a lot of stuff there. He had just said on like in August that he doesn't even like saying I love you. He has like issue with that. He has issue with it. So this is the couple you bring on to do the final fucking dates. I mean, did you did you hear his speech when he first started talking about how they got together? Because didn't they get together? Like, didn't he hook up with someone else? And they had like a lot of drama when they got together. I don't know the full story, but the way he explained it, it was like how every woman writes the our story portion of the wedding website where this dude is a bumbling idiot and he was saved by this woman. He's like, you know, I made a lot of mistakes and this knucklehead finally came to his good senses and figured out that he's here with a queen. You know, like, you know, it's like the way he told that story, I was like, can we have an honest moment for two fucking seconds? Yeah. Like it just never felt honest. And in the way they, I mean, they're reading script. So I would agree with you. It doesn't seem like two people who have it like figured out looking at these other people being like, and today you two are going to have to discuss some hard issues. And the other thing, and this is going like outside of what the relationship is like, is like, I feel like Dean wants to be this like bad boy. I don't need bachelor nation yet. Like you do. And you're willing to pretty much do anything to get that paycheck, even though your behavior and the way he like, you know, carries himself is kind of like this too cool for school, you know, drone filming, like, aesthetic whatever they do but like no you were only, seventh choice only, and you came down to mexico totally he he's he wants to be dylan and hannah g so badly <laughs> because dylan talks shit about this show uh, at Dylan's every turn best. yeah i love it and but you know the he can't be because they're financially tied to coming onto this season like they were like you know they came on and they got paid some dough and they're happy to do it you yeah know, then they can maybe put an addition onto the van now. (laughs) Um, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, this is why I continue watching because shit happens. People get together. They date. They hook up. You never know what's going to happen. We have Michelle's season coming up. By the way, you guys, Jared does a live scream 
and literally because he screams every episode. So I'm sure you're going to do it for Michelle's season too. I know, but I'm tired. It's like <laughs> we, need we need a break. Wait, wait, is it always like this? Is it always a full year? Do we get a break? No, we, there usually is an off season. Like, so that's why I've never done Bachelor in Paradise before, because usually it goes Bachelor at the beginning of the year. Then it goes into Bachelorette. Then the summer's Bachelor in Paradise. And then we get the fall to kind of like chill out and get excited for the Bachelor. Well, they like, decided to have two Bachelorettes for some reason. Yeah, because of the, I think because of the quarantine and because they were like and also ABC again, this is a cash cow. Like, like people why not? watch it. This is Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. They're like we we have we have a number they they have unlimited amount, um, amounts of hot idiots who are willing to go on TV for our pleasure. So why not? So I'm I, I'm also doing my bachelor contestant preview. I do a preview every season where I basically make fun of the people based on like their bio and interview and their picture. So I've done it every season for like the past like six or seven. It's a labor of love. It takes me like 12 hours to write. And I I'm like, how am I going to do this? Like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, tired. like, I have to say, like, I'm going to Boston this weekend to do shows. I'm coming back. I'm going to like I, I go on writing retreats to write this thing. I'm going to Miami just to write this out. Like, it's no, like, it's wild. And you guys First of all, Jared is fucking hilarious. Catch his Thank shows. You. Check him out on Instagram. He has all the links there. Take you to wherever he's performing live. He's literally all over. He's like a fucking stage whore. I'm, that's I'm such a whore. I'm and, going to Dallas next week, too. Oh, my you have God. Dallas people. I mean, Dallas. I it hasn't ended. New Brunswick, New Jersey, Dallas. Where am I? Perrysburg, Ohio. Like, I don't even know these places. I don't know. Wild. Yeah. Jared's hilarious. Catch him. Follow him on Instagram. And if you want to follow him just for The Bachelorette, follow him just for The Bachelorette coming up. He does live screams. He recaps. And his contestant breakdowns are so good. Thank you. Anyway, you guys, thanks for listening. Jared, thank you for recapping with me. Can't wait to just keep on fucking watching this franchise until, you know. Until death. Like, you know, (laughs) the people holding on to their grudges. We'll we'll watch it forever until Until the show kills me. No, such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Jared. Everyone, Jared Freed, go follow. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>